This is Bad Attitudes. Hello, friends and strangers, and welcome to another episode of Bad Attitudes, an uninspiring podcast about disability. I'm your host, Laura. Everyone deserves a safe place to pee. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, be sure to check out the coffee page at ko-fi.com slash badattitudespod. You can subscribe to one of seven membership tiers for special perks, like bonus episodes and the opportunity to guest on an episode. Tiers start at just $2 per month, and your support helps keep the pod running. If subscribing isn't for you, you can also make one-time donations through Coffee, and each donation will be shouted out in a future episode. But there is no pressure to subscribe or donate. Sharing and interacting with the podcast is incredibly helpful. The best way to grow this podcast and our community is through word of mouth. So if you like this episode, be sure to share it with your friends. Leaving a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform also really helps me out. For questions, comments, or ideas, email badattitudespot at gmail.com or reach out through social media. Follow at badattitudespod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. As always, I want to remind you that disability is not a monolith. My experience as a disabled person is going to be different from the experiences of other disabled people. I am one voice for the disabled community, but I am not the only voice. It's a basic biological function. Human beings produce waste and need a place to eliminate that waste. It's not pretty. It's not attractive. But it is a fact of life. You'd think we'd have it figured out by now. I saw an Instagram post from disabled travel content creator at CurbFreeCory about having to wait for 25 plus minutes for an airport employee to exit the bathroom reserved for disabled people or people traveling with children. Now, obviously, he can't assume that the person using that bathroom wasn't disabled, but all evidence available to him suggested that they were not. They also didn't have any children with them, so they were pretty obviously taking advantage of an accommodation meant for a particular group of people. I think we all know that if you're not disabled, you shouldn't be using the disabled stall in a multi-stall restroom, and you shouldn't be using any standalone restrooms that are meant for disabled people. It's not for you. I know it's confusing because everything else is for you, but this one's ours. What prompted this specific episode was a comment from a non-binary person who doesn't feel comfortable in gender-specific restrooms, and will often use these types of restrooms because they are gender neutral. This person wanted to know if that was okay. Ten years ago, I probably would have said no. Unless you're disabled and or have small children, you shouldn't use restrooms that are set aside for those reasons. But I'd like to think I've grown since then. I'd like to take the opportunity now to say if you are non-binary or trans and you don't feel safe in gender-specific restrooms, I welcome you to use the gender-neutral restrooms that are set aside for disabled people. This isn't carte blanche. Don't abuse the privilege. If there's a line, maybe defer to any disabled people or families. 
and understand that these restrooms, despite their large size, are not your personal bathroom. It's not the place to change your clothes or do your makeup. Get in, get out. I can't help but think that if this had been an option for them, Next Benedict would still be alive. Next Benedict is the non-binary teen in Oklahoma who was beaten by three female classmates for using the restroom aligning with their assigned birth sex, per state law. Next died as a result of this beating. If Next had had the option of a gender-neutral restroom, even if it was meant for disabled students, they would probably still be alive. I always find it so interesting the parallels that can be seen between marginalized communities, in this instance between the disabled and trans communities. Both communities need and deserve a safe place to take care of normal bodily functions. Yes, the definition of safe might be slightly different. For the disabled community, it means a place that accommodates mobility aids, a place designed in such a way to minimize the likelihood of accident or injury. For the trans community, a safe place is one where they will not be judged a danger because of their gender presentation, a place where they will be safe to exist. Just because a single accessible bathroom can also be gender neutral doesn't mean we don't need more of both. Most public spaces are lacking in accessible and gender neutral options. The typical accessible bathroom stall might seem quite spacious to the average non-disabled person, but if you use a mobility aid, it can be a tight squeeze, depending on the type of device you have. Power wheelchairs take up a lot of space, for example. And even if you use a manual wheelchair like I do, it's all but impossible to turn around in one of those stalls, which means closing the door behind you can be quite a challenge. What if you need assistance? When I'm in an unfamiliar place, I generally like to have someone to hold my chair, just in case. I don't really need it, but it takes an edge off of my paranoia about something bad happening. Cramming an extra person in those stalls isn't always doable. Personally, if I'm using a multi-stall public restroom, I would be more comfortable in a gender-specific setting. But that doesn't mean I'm opposed to gender-neutral restrooms and honestly think they would benefit most people. What about parents of small children who are not the same gender? Wouldn't a gender-neutral option be much more comfortable for a dad than taking his little girl into the men's room? Obviously, it's not as big of a deal with women's rooms because mothers have been the de facto caretakers for most of history, and most of us are used to seeing small boys in the women's room. Sure, a gender-neutral restroom might be awkward at first, but public bathrooms are awkward places anyway. We all know why each other is there. We all have a good idea of what you just did in that stall. The reason for our presence is not a secret. It worries me when anyone says they want to feel comfortable in a public bathroom because that is the one of the last places where I feel any sort of comfort. This isn't your home. We don't want you getting too comfortable. No one should ever have the worry that they're about to be murdered for going into a public restroom at the top of their mind. And make no mistake, next Benedict was murdered. I hope those girls are charged and sentenced as adults. I know that some people will try to use the excuse that the brain isn't fully developed until age 25. I don't know about you, but it didn't take me until the age of 25 to know that repeatedly beating someone's head into the floor was wrong. Gender non-conforming friends, 
If it ensures your safety, then as far as I'm concerned, you're more than welcome to use a gender-neutral disabled restroom. I'll be honest, if I see you coming out of an accessible bathroom and you don't, quote, look the part, I might give you side-eye, but I promise, it's just years of social conditioning to think that being disabled means looking a certain way. I'm working on it, I promise. For clarity's sake, being transgender or non-binary isn't a disability. I wanted to clear that up in case there was any confusion. But I don't want to hear any more stories like Next Benedict's. If anyone gives you grief for using a gender-neutral disabled restroom as a trans or non-binary but not disabled individual, tell them I said it was okay. I got your back. Let's make safe spaces for each other. Oh, and this should go without saying, but if you aren't trans, non-binary, disabled, or have children with you and you use one of these spaces, you're trash. Everything else is for you. This is ours. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next one.